Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and today we are talking communication. Communicating with your ideal customer, attracting them towards you using content. Before I get started on what I'm covering today around communication and those key areas that you're going to be talking around on a regular basis and a couple of ways of helping yourself out keeping consistent with that content. Consistency is key in my little notes that I've written um, for today's podcast. Consistency has come up on a number of occasions. So um, yeah, if you get nothing else from this uh, podcast, then please do take away the fact that you need to be consistent with your content. And I hope to help you to do that in this week's episode. So quick update for you before we get started, as usual. The funnel is live. Yes, the funnel went live last week. So we are um, awaiting the heat maps. Exciting times. Um, so we are um, we're waiting on on the first week's worth of data on people's um, behaviours on the landing pages um, using heat mapping software, which basically looks at areas where people are clicking, people are scrolling, people are interacting, um, and then areas where you know you're losing people. People aren't as interested um, in what's going on, or they've already clicked off, or whatever's happening. So um, really exciting around that. Apparently. Um, <laughs> There's lots of changes going on. I'm leaving the guys, you know, this is their domain. This is what they know Um, in a team. It's playing to your strengths. I do, because I have slightly controlling tendencies, do like to kind of understand what they are talking about when they use their little acronyms and everything else. And basically what it's coming down to at the moment is um, lots of changes on the customer experience. So that journey of landing on, seeing an ad, um, landing onto the sales page and then moving through that process. So there's lots of changes and tweaks already happening, um, which is really good, actually, in the the way that lots of clients, when we're working with clients in the agency, they create a funnel and the expectation is, there you go, I've created a funnel, I've got a copywriter to create the copy for me, yada, yada. And so, you know, I'm anticipating that this is just going to run and, you know, I'm going to make millions, which is what you hear about all the time. People create these funnels and then all of a sudden they've made millions and, you know, their expectation isn't to need to tweak and change and potentially look at, you know, the copy and the journey and the experience and the checkout and the automation of emails or anything like that. Their thought process is, I've built it, now people should come and we should generate um, leads into it and, and that's it. But the reality is, is that these things need tweaking, they need changing. It's up, yes, um, but there's definite changes and improvements we want to make if we want to optimise this funnel. Um, we have had nearly 50 purchases. I am very excited and waiting. I already may have created something on Canva for when 50 purchases have been uh achieved uh, of the book um, there's also been five audiobook purchases and that's one of actually the areas where we've already made a change um, is, is that originally we've created copy for the upsell uh, into the audio version um, so that people can listen to it and they can access it straight away and not wait for it to drop through the letterbox in the form of a physical book and um, originally we we did copy for that we did a separate page um, the thing with uh, the software that we're using which is unbound as opposed to click funnels 
And um, with ClickFunnels, you've got um, the d- different things that you can do with each platform. There are pros and cons with, with all these things. So Unbound has a quicker load speed and different features that um, ClickFunnels doesn't have. However, ClickFunnels would enable you to have a singular checkout. The problem with running a separate page um, for uh, with Unbound is that um, you need to check out again. That's obviously provo- providing a barrier um, to people checking out and buying that upsell. So what we've done instead is we've done a bump on the page um, on the checkout page where people can add it in um, so it kind of prompts you and says hey do you not do you want the audio version so you can access it straight away and so we've made it easier so that customer experience is already easier they're not having to put in their details twice they're not having to check out twice they just check out the once but that has sacrificed obviously that really great copy that we had um, but that's one of those things and that's one of those tweaks we've already made there's lots of changes also happening around the load speed so it's really important that when somebody jumps onto your links that it's easily loaded up um, onto that machine lots of videos lots of copy lots of images slows that down and so we're having to make tweaks at the moment because the speed at which it's opening up is just way way too slow people get bored and they go elsewhere it's really sad but that's that that's the reality of it and so and um, to increase conversions on the page we are looking to make changes there so um all these things are sort of getting um discussed and documented as we go and i'm hoping that in a few weeks time i can share the sort of uh, the experiences and our learnings with developers that sales funnel so watch this space the other thing that we're looking at doing is doing a quiz on the front end so we're capturing people's data earlier and so um, watch this space for a quiz I am going to be putting it out on my social channels Uh, it's going to be I've got two quizzes that I've created Um, it's just deciding which one to go with first but basically looking at addressing what is the the issues with your business and your sales and also what is your sort of sales superpower where are your natural skills within sales and and where are the, the shortfalls that you need to help yourself with help yourself out with So um, on another note, we've had the first sign up to the Accelerator program. So that's a very exciting. uh, That means that I am uh, well underway creating uh, the rest of the training, um, re-recording the resources that I used in the Academy, but also updating some of it and also adding the new branding. So uh, lots to to go with where it's one of these things I always say to clients, you know, don't create something until you've got that demand there. Um, And I think from my point of view, it's more... (laughs) It's more the fact we knew we were running with this offer and everything else, but things take over, content takes over, and at the moment I'm only working three days a week. And so, you know, it's making the most of of that time. And so there's no point creating training until it's of a timely uh, manner. Jacob, how very rude, is going on holiday in a couple of weeks. And so um, I'm conscious that from an editing point of view, that training needs to be ready. Now we actually have people starting and that will give me the extra umph that I need in order to uh, get that training where it should be um, and ready so it's also given a bit of a kick up the bum to the guys working on the website and the training area because we haven't been pushing it and if you aren't pushing at it if you aren't prioritizing it it, it isn't made a priority um, if you're not measuring it then other people won't 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 see that as a focus so um everyone's kind of getting shimmied along by that so that's very exciting and I think that's about yeah that's about it from from an update so you know funnel's going well um it's all around the funnel I'm being I'm I've been creating more content than I have um historically and so um yeah that's that's being reflected in in the activity that I'm doing so let's talk about content 
Communication, a way to communicate, a way to get in front of your ideal customer, provide a touch point is to put out content. Now, I regularly talk to my clients around content um, and we talk around sort of having key messages. So having key topics, reasonably broad topics. You know, my topics are women in business, they are sales. I'm also really passionate about new businesses and startups and, 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 and doing it the right way to so not necessarily sales itself. Um, but those are the sort of topics that I, I talk around. I talk about the business in general and I give insights into the business in general. So you could say I've got three or four topics there. But the, the thing is, is that they are then the, the information that I talk around. If you are somebody on my profile, I'm going to be talking business. I'm going to be talking women in business and, and balancing that family with business. I'm going to be talking around sales. I'm going to be starting up like new business and kind of business practice, best business practice. And, and that's what I, I talk around. That's what I share. And if you're not interested in that, then you're probably going to unfollow me quite quickly or, you know, you're not going to interact with my posts and therefore you're not going to get those posts. It, that's absolutely fine. It's kind of like the, the recipe of, of who you are, what, you, what you're putting out there into the world. If you could stand on the rooftops and shout about something, what would you want to be shouting about? What would you want to be sharing with your audience um, and anyone willing to listen? Um, and I think that's the, the the thing that you want to be thinking around is what those sort of two to three, um, ideally, key messages that you want to get out there. And then you're consistently talking about them. I put in random other stuff. I share funny things now and again. You know, in the main, if you're after funny stuff, if you're after funny videos, you're not going to follow me. You're going to follow somebody else for that. And, and, and that's absolutely okay. What you're aiming to do is you're aiming to attract and, and provide that environment for people who are into what you're into. I've got a client who's super into Harry Potter and they make references to Harry Potter all the way through. Does that deter people from working with them? No. Does that mean that people who love Harry Potter and also love what they do, super into what they're doing? Of course it does, um, because it's creating that environment and that's it's, it's a really great experience for people who really get you. I'm happy that she likes Harry Potter. I don't dislike Harry Potter, um, but I still really like her stuff. And, you know, I find it interesting and fun um, when she puts the Harry Potter kind of st stuff in there. If you have a change in perspective on your content, and I just wanted to touch on this because it's a conversation that I had earlier on in the week, is that, you know, people do change their opinions on things. Um, for example, historically, I was very much of the charge what you're worth, but I've, I've moved beyond that I've elaborated on that to be you know saying around charge what you know, the value that you provide you want to charge for the outcome that you provide yeah it is the worth but it's not I don't want people to relate it to their self-worth what am I worth um, and I was speaking to one of my clients who you know said well you know other people would say I'm I'm worth this and I'm worth that and then therefore I should be charging the highest prices and I was like well yeah but I don't think it's healthy to, to put a price on your own self-worth. You know, when a, a, a baby's born, um, it hasn't got any special skills. You're not saying, oh, it's got a, this lovely personality because you just don't know. But does that make that, that child any more or less worthy than, you know, somebody who is, is really successful and, and, you know, like a professor in something? Of course it doesn't. And so why do we start measuring ourselves against our business performance, our business output? We shouldn't. The skills that you bring to a customer and the outcomes that those skills provide um, are a separate entity to yourself. Your business is not you. And I think, you know, uh, I remember speaking to Chris Richards, and you can go back to that podcast, and I know I've referenced it before, is that, um, you know, 
that was a real sort of light bulb moment for me that actually I don't want people, I don't want myself to feel like, you know, my self-worth is this, I am only worth um, three and a half grand um, for 12 weeks. Like, gosh, that isn't something that you want to be labelling yourself with. Or if somebody rejects that, if they don't see that as an opportunity, does that mean they're rejecting you? No, it's they're rejecting that offer, um, which is a separate entity from you. And I think it's healthy to have that separation. Also, if you're wanting things to move forwards and people to do that role, and within your organization and for you to take a step back for example then you know you don't want to be relating it all to yourself it's not healthy if you change your perspective like I've done on that you know take your audience take your customers take you guys as as an audience on that journey and and explain your thought process be like hey if you look back at my older stuff I'm going to say you know worth and and actually you know looking at that and and now in this position I understand that that's not healthy and so when I'm referring to worth what I'm referring to is the value that you provide not you um, and your own self-worth hopefully that helps it's always you know it's being consistency you don't need to stay consistent over um at the expense of evolving and and developing yourself Um, as you learn as you develop over time as the environment around you changes perceptions will change things do change so you know take that person on that journey and then that's totally understandable don't stick with something because well this is what i've said so i've got to stick with it now if there has been a change of thought process then just sharing that journey the pressure of being consistent of turning up on that regular basis does cause stress you know, talking to clients, they're like, oh, I've got this to do and that to do, but, you know, I've got this launch, but I need to stay consistent with my organic. Um, the key thing here is you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Okay, you've got key topics, broad topics of conversation that you use. So within that, what are you wanting to talk around? You're going to have, I don't know, 15, 20 things that you mention on a regular basis. You know, the vast majority of things that I talk around within sales fit into the TAC framework, but there's so much within that. But, the, you know, there comes a point where you're going to want to revisit a topic because it's, you know, relevant, because you haven't mentioned it in a while, because you've got new insights onto it. And, you know, don't be afraid to do that. Equally, if you are busy, don't be afraid to look back at your back catalogue of of things that you put out there and share some of your historical stuff and that could be directly you could put a video out directly um, but you could also you know reuse it as in take that information and update it slightly in a lot of my videos I'm pregnant do not want to confuse my audience by making them think that I'm pregnant yet again you know I might want to re retake some of those um, videos uh, rather than put them put them out in their current state and people be like really not again not like Sarah Beanie it, it's, it's worth bearing that in mind you can take that concept and you can build on it so you know you could use a, a clip of or you could make reference to it and, and have it in the, in the comments and be like you know hey I talked about this a while ago you know this is where I've kind of got to with it now or this is where you know as a sort of point of reference for new content so you know back a, a year ago this is where we were gosh if we'd told ourselves a year ago or two years ago this is where we'd be now um, and then and then go on from there so um, and, and I think it's always really lovely I ha- I really like sort of moments in time where I'll go for a walk a particular time of year sort of between Christmas or New Year and you do the same walk year after year and you remember where you were and you reflect on where you were this time last year and you make plans for the following year 
I love that kind of stuff. Um, And so, you know, doing that and and referring back to a post or a situation that happened to you and and your reflection on it now um, is is really great for your audience. So don't feel like it always has to be new and and shiny and different. You know, it's consistency. The thing, sad thing is about content and everything else is it's very difficult to produce new content all the time. You've got other demands and your audiences won't, won't take up all that information and, and act on it. It's something like 95% of people won't do anything with the information they hear, which you know is, is truly a shame. And imagine what we could do if we did. So it's worth bearing in mind that once because you're aware that you've done it before doesn't mean that your audience is going to be. Another good thing that I've kind of been working on recently, I have done so many different planning and tracking systems to try and sort out content. And I've kind of evolved it into sort of two ways. I've got a spreadsheet where um, I will sit down at the beginning of the week if I'm planning on my own and I will plan out what's going to happen on each of the days on the different channels. Um, And then I'll choose to stick with it. If I'm doing it more from a team point of view, so at the moment we're having a push on content because of the because of the sales funnel then what we do is is we put it onto the whiteboard and we use the whiteboard as a point of reference for everybody because you literally look up from your desk and it's there um, and I find myself looking at that quite often and being aware of what's planned rather than having to look it up and bring it up on the screen within the table that I've got for my podcasts I think I elaborated a couple of weeks ago into the fact that the podcast I've, I've kind of reassessed it and looked at being more structured with the content I put out because I was struggling to remember have I covered this have I not have I done this topic have I not you know we're going back to the 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 pressure of of, of feeling like to reinvent the wheel um, but also being consistent is you know have I covered this I don't want to go word for word 18 months later however to have be covering a topic but from a different way or covering the same sort of ground but with, with you know with the highlights with a different uh, take on it um is i think is really helpful um equally i'm you're making the assumption that everyone is listening to every single episode if you have listened to every every single episode by the way please do get in touch because that will be really exciting and i may send a little uh, item your way if you have listened hand on heart I'm relying on honesty here, to every single episode, please do let me know. You're wanting to use um, the tracking as sort of two things, really. It's enabling it to be easier to create the content, um, but also to see if you're being varied enough with your content. And when I did the tracking on my podcasts, I got one of the team to go through and put sort of the general topics in there. Then I went through and created a column of, of actually, you know, what where does this fit? What element of tack is this? Um, and so I categorized it that way, plus a few more little categories with guests, um, business insights, background, um, mindset stuff that I separated out from tack itself. I colour coded it because for me, I'm a visual person scanning down and seeing lots of specific colour works a lot more, has more impact for me than seeing the same word repeatedly in that cell. So, for example, um, for target, um, the target is, I think it's a shade of green. Um, And so where there's a lot of green together, I know that I've talked around targeting a lot. Actually, it was closing. So... I decided that actually I haven't done much on closing. And then when I went down, I'd realised that for the last sort of four out of the last six episodes had been around 
um, the C of tack of closing. Um, and so I thought, you know what, I need to lay off that for a little bit. But I wouldn't have known had I not done that. Um, and I'd done that retrospectively. But now um, I'm aware of, of what topic I'm covering. And I choose, I have the topic, I, I pick the order. And then um, I pick a, a topic within that an area within that topic to talk around based on what I've already covered or haven't um and so it's helped me to plan the podcast a lot more they're planned the topics are planned a lot further in advance I would love to say they're recorded considerably in advance um, but they are not I have recorded um I am recording two today and then I'm doing an interview tonight um because of, of Jacob how very rude going on holiday um but you know going forwards it's always the fact that particularly with the updates i slot the updates in at the last minute so the sort of update for the podcast that will be aired when he's away will be done sort of the week before so that at the end of that week so that it's as close to that episode as i can because i do like to stay really current and up to date with what's going on from my own point of view i'm I'm not sure how many of you out there are really worried about that um but for me it doesn't sit well for me to be giving updates that aren't genuine so tracking what you're going to talk around tracking the topics making it as easy as possible for yourself so color coding it giving it um, topic general topic areas so if you've got your sort of three things two or three things that you regularly talk around then what are those you color code them and then you could color code um, the different posts or the different types of, of social stuff that goes out content that goes out so I you know I do the planning at the beginning of that week Um, I'd love to do it more in advance, but that's just not in my nature. And and for me, the business changes very quickly. And so topics change, circumstances happen, and I want to stay up to date. So I struggle if I'm more than um, one podcast in the bank so that that but that's just me i do know people who do content um for an entire month in the first week of that month and then they just do the next four weeks is that content and so they go on so they're running the content from the last uh week of that four week period um in that first week whilst they create that first week's content uh, they work they, they create that content and then it runs for the next four and then on week four they're creating it again to sort of to take it out so you know that's really for them that really works and that that's what's important the key thing is is it's whatever works for you you want to keep consistent you want to make it as easy to follow as possible so um that's it for me on content planning i hope it has been of use for you in next week's um podcast we're going to be talking around relationship building with scott milliner from intro snap so he's actually created software that helps with that uh, relationship building in those early stages. He will be, um, I'm interviewing him tonight actually, and and he will be uh, the content for next week's podcast. So I am very excited to be sharing that with you then. So in the meantime, guys, thanks very much for listening. Take care and happy selling. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from, to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like, so we can create more of it.